think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. I don't even know. I, I don't know how to process what you're getting ready to run by the world, Wes. I don't know how to even. Get, yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. So I like we. I was editing an episode. I would say three to four weeks ago, and it was. It had to talk. It would, Alan was talking about watching the thirty for thirty uh, about the Doug Flutie story when Wade Davis then pronounced like, "Hey, like, I I saw a." I had to break the news to Doug that that this came down from ownership. He wasn't going to start the playoff game. And it's like here's just Wade Davis cucking in the corner, and I started. I got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> and you all you you all remember this, right? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, of course I remember this. You're talking about the the great Doug Flutie. Okay. So, uh, but, but for the kids at home, to explain what a cuck is, because I don't know if this will make sense to everybody. If everybody's not officially aware of, what, I mean, I'm aware of what a cuck is when it comes to p- pornography. But yeah, that, that's. I mean, it's a male it's who sits. The same thing generally. It's a male who sits on the sideline and allows his lady, companion, wife, long-term girlfriend, sexual partner, would be or whatever, get. I I've heard it doesn't have to be more than one. The traditional sense is gang banged. It could be another person, but it, watch another watch their significant other or woman have sex with other people in front of them while they're in the okay. corner. So be a submissive bitch while a dominant alpha male takes over the scenario. Yeah. Well, so uh, I just discovered – while we're here, I discovered the other day – this is uh, strange that I would have to actually get to use this piece of information – that uh, uh, cuck queens are a thing, and it's just the reverse, where, like, women are like, yeah, f- fuck my man. Like, you know what I'm f- – versus, like, the, instead of the other way around where the guy's like, fuck my wife. I don't know, I, but see, I don't know if that's true though, because I feel like the guy might be like, "But honey, I really don't want to fuck her now. I want to watch yeah, but, your throbbing hot cock go inside and out." Go yeah, but it. like, I think there are guys who like, like, are like, I, I, I don't want to have sex with anyone but my wife, and they're like, you know what I mean? And like, and then there's the wife that's like, "Yeah, take take that fucking strange puss," <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, I still it, think it's it, a submissive it. male though. I still think it's a submissive male oh. being like subverted by authority. Yeah, but, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess that the distinction is: do you need to give it a totally different vocabulary word? Cuck is male dominant. Is there something? Can, can we just label it something else for the female? I mean, the, the, there's cucking and there's a cuck e that's participant and uh, observer. Or uh, <laughs> someone watching from the audience, uh, but yeah, is there a female cuck alternative that we could come up with? I don't know, like a like a mother cucker. Well, I suppose. Anywho, now that we've gotten over the <clears throat> Urban Dictionary slash three, four, five dictionary lines of cuck or cucking or what the hell that means, I came up with this idea that <clears throat> I'm going to create a fictitious character, and I may or may not use this person in our social media outlets uh, as the cuckster. It's a fake Hulk Hogan who talks in a Hulk Hogan voice with Hulk Hogan garb, all the Hulk Hogan slang terms and terminology and all the stuff that made him famous in the late eighties, but it's all about cucking. Okay. Can you give us, can you, can you, can you give us an example? Can you use it in a verbal sentence? 
Say your prayers. Like, say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. Sit in the corner and watch your wife get fucked. I like it. I like it. I, yeah, I think we got something there. That's cool. What? And you, you sitting? I'm gonna sit in the corner and I'm gonna watch another man run wild on my wife. Right. So is he the cuck? Is he the cuck or is he doing the cucking? Hundred percent. He's he's the cuck. He's the cuckster. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Ooh, I can see the cuckster narrating, uh, you know, road rage videos. That's right, brother. You cut right in front of me like that, right there. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I don't. I I wasn't trying to get to work on time. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys at least slipped into a macho man there, but that's okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> very similar. I apologize. Yeah. We, we can have a fake mean Gene asking him how he felt about a cuck. It's like, <laughs> don't how you felt, Hulkster. Like, let me tell you something, mean Gene. I got. <laughs> I got an erection only a steroided penis could ever come to fruition. And I'm done with these 28-inch pythons that do nothing other than sit in the corner. What are you going to do when the cuckster lets you cream pie his wife in his own bed? (laughs) Whatever it is, you feel free to do it. I don't care. I'm not going to do anything. And when you're you're a cuckster, you're a cuckster for life. (laughs) Oh, this is good. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I say go for it. Yeah, absolutely. All Talks right, yeah. I got something. I got something. But good. only if you grow the handlebar mustache. Uh, I will not have it any other way. Or at least buy like a real, like a really good fake that you can slap on. Every yeah, something some that requires like a little bit of gel, some adhesive. Uh, you know, some, yeah. like something like that. That Bruce Willis wore in the Jackal. You know. He's just sitting yeah. there with like a paintbrush, kind of getting it on there and looking, yeah. you know, looking be just made up of like a like a natural animal, like a like golden retriever hair or some shit. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> <laughs> make make it authentic. You know, I might I might just find someone who has a golden retriever and ask him politely, like, "Hey, can I just cut some can hair I just off shave your dog? Like the, the the like the tail hair? Like, <laughs> just need the, need that good stuff." <laughs> <laughs> them asking what it's for me like not coming up there with a backstory like oh uh it's for this carrot it's for this thing i'm doing <laughs> it's, it's for this uh this bit i'm doing where we turned hulk hogan into a cuck uh it's a, th- it's a thing <laughs> it'll, it'll it'll make sense when you see it you gotta you it'll gotta experience sense. the package though <laughs> linda really loved younger guys and so did the hulkster <laughs> thank, i didn't thank- send this across the Thank you, Sparky. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> now, I didn't send this across the wire, but I did see a story the other day, and it was about a it, it was about a three way relationship. But it was definitely a very cuckish relationship where, like, the wife let's I'm not going to mince words here. Uh, she was she was banging a, a very large black man, and then the white guy in the photo, who is the husband, is just like, "Hey, she's happy now. It's okay." And I just, I, it's just, I, I just, there's something, man. I don't know if I feel bad for the guy because he's allowed this to be a part of his relationship. But then I just wanted to high five the black guy, like you live in the dream, brother. Well done, way to go. This wasn't yeah. staged. This wasn't like some sort of uh, Brazzers type thing where it was obviously acted out. It, it was. The, I think the title of the headline was like, "Our Thruple Saved My Marriage." Thruple being a three-way couple. This thruple saved my marriage. And, of course, like, the white guy's just like, she didn't leave me. 
<laughs> and the black guy's like, she won't leave me. <laughs> I'm just typing in Gmail. The black guy's like, that's mine now. Not look, my not, wife. Not, not looking this up. Definitely not looking this up. Definitely, yeah, definitely don't look that yeah, up. But think about it. The, the black guy, like, he, he bangs this guy's wife. He has no financial, like, responsibilities at all whatsoever. He leaves the house. He can just be like, hey, listen, I'm going to give Tony some space. I think he needs it right now. He can go bang some other chick somewhere else. He can go out to the bar, hang out with his boys, do whatever he does, and then just come back home and be like, hey, hey babe, uh, sorry about that. Uh, hey, Tony, you got the camera ready? Ready. Well, some steam. It's been, a, it's been a long day. <laughs> I gotta fuck your wife. I'm going to wear out his wife. <laughs> so your masturbation session was ruined because, yeah. because of this? No, I'm just thinking of poor Tony. Like, you know, like, get your glasses on. You're going to want to see this. It's <laughs> poor, poor Tony. <laughs> I just like, I just, like, because Mercy, or Wes said that, I got this awful picture of, like, fucking, like, Mer all, all juiced up for the occasion. And then, like, the guy, the, the male voice comes in. And he's like, oh, poor Tony. Oh, oh, oh this is, this ain't working for me anymore. <laughs> Tony's got a good heart, but ugh, man, so you just hear Tony in the background just crying. <laughs> Mama, it's not so hard. Uh, all right, we got we got the cockster. All right, and we got some other things. Bird, <clears throat> you had something. I we can't bridge this gap, but you had a question. No, we can't. Uh, but no, but speaking of like significant others though, and like keeping your wife happy or keeping your marriage happy, like okay. The other day, my my wife was on Amazon, and she this is the dumbest thing in the fucking universe. She was going to order, like, a gross of, like, tape. And when I say tape, I mean, like, like not, yeah, scotch tape. And she's like, it's like $38. I'm like, well, how many rolls of tape are you getting? 48 For $38? Yes. Cool. Proceed with the order. You don't have, I was like, babe, you don't have to run that shit by me. I said, you know, if you're going to order, like, a brand new iPhone or something, yeah. Maybe let me know ahead of time. We'll, you know, we'll discuss this. So I, my, my question went to you guys, which is much lamer than the Cuckster, is like, at what point do you guys like need, feel you need permission or feel you need to run it by the other one? Like, like what's your dollar value? Because like, Alan, you're married. I'm married. Wes is Wes. I mean, is there a difference between like all this? But Wes, no, you do guys, you guys do have some shared responsibilities, like the, the house you live in. I'm sure some of the utilities and things like that. But like Alan and I, we're like we're like legally combined as far as our incomes are concerned. So you know, if I'm going to go buy something of high dollar value, I'm gonna be like, hey babe, I was thinking about buying this, and she's either going to give me shit or she's not. So is there a dollar value that you feel like you got to run it by her, Alan? Um, I mean me, no, yeah, I don't know. no, that's a lie. Uh, I would oh, say that. And I thought about you as soon as this came up because remember how you were going to buy that Randy Macho Man Savage fucking like leather coat with the fucking frills and your wife was like, bullshit, you ain't buying that for fucking Western Wear Wednesday. Yeah, but we were poor. (laughs) That was was lots of salary ago. (laughs) I've made some leaps and bounds since then, so I think I could get by with it this time. Uh, But no, I would say, like, so... You know how our bank account is set up. Uh, so, like, we don't keep a ton of, like, liquid cash in, like, the everyday, like, bank account because we put it elsewhere. So, like, I would say probably, like, pro- like 
something of concern would probably be like five hundred to a thousand dollars because again, we don't keep like all of our cash in there. So like if you're doing five hundred to a thousand dollars, you're wiping out like a chunk of what we have. Like we just gotta move some funds. You know what I mean? So like that's probably like a hey, heads up. But like other than that, I don't really I don't really Okay. All right, because I'm at like the yeah, but like yeah, because I'm at like the three hundred dollar range. Like if you're gonna like okay, if I wanted to go buy a microphone and it's like three hundred fifty bucks, I'd be like, hey babe, listen, I'm thinking about buying this microphone, and then it allows her to say, well, what's wrong with the microphone you're currently using? And I could be like, well, I just want to upgrade. She's like, do you need the upgrade or you just want to upgrade? And I'd be like. I just want to. She's like, for 350 bucks, And then I would say, okay, maybe you're right. I'll save it and maybe another day. And yeah. and then she might talk me out of, like, an impulse purchase that yeah. would be rather costly. And that's why I bring it up. But, Wes, do you have to run anything by? So, I think, so, th- there are some bulk things that <clears throat> that come up that, that, I mean, that she knows that are going to be, like, four and $500. You know, some annual things that are coming up. But for the most part, I mean, not really, because I don't, I don't buy stuff like at five hundred dollars a pop. All right, if if it's something that's five hundred dollars, I typically go on eBay to see if I can get it for three hundred. So, I guess like like my frugal nature sometimes helps out in this sense because I like if that makes sense. But but I like like if I just get something that's dropped off, it's like two hundred dollars. I don't know. She doesn't doesn't really like. There's not really a, a stink made of it. So I get if I were to guess, I would say probably five hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. So here's a question too. Let me ask you, Wes, because you you are just Wes, and you, you're you, you know you're not legally bound. Thank you. So Thank you. You guys got you guys. Well, not 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 to be mean, but like, so do you guys like you guys have separate bank accounts? I I would assume like correct. Like I don't yeah. like so we have separate but like we have the joint so that's why i say that's also a thing it's like what if both of us get all willy-nilly and buy a 500 dollars item okay if both of us get willy-nilly and don't ask somebody about a thousand dollar item oh all right <laughs> somebody should have said something you get what i'm saying like whereas i think if you've got the separate ones it's like well fuck it i know what's in there and you don't know You're like that's yeah yeah that's a good point you guys i guess you could like tighten the screws on being a little more frugal but i yeah. mean you know, i like if I'm gonna buy a new driver for the season, it, I give her a heads up. Like, yeah, I'm buying that fucker. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But that's a big. That, I feel like that's a big expenditure, right? Like, yeah, you know. But then again, then again, I always buy it used. Like, I was gonna say, mine has custom because I got to get it cut down and fucking like all this shit because I'm tiny. So like, fucking, I have to like order it full price. Like, uh, I guess I could just buy a used one and take it somewhere, but then I'm still spending the money anyway. So, fucking. By the way, I'm due for a big purchase because I've done a lot of housework. I've saved us a shit ton of money. I think that's where I that's where I get away with shit. Like the other day, we had a uh, fluorescent light go out. And I had to replace. You guys know what the ballast is in a fluorescent light? It's a yeah. fucking electrical component that you have to shut your power down and you have to fucking rewire it and all that shit and pull it out of the ceiling. I did that. That would have cost five hundred bucks. Cost me thirty dollars. So that means I have four hundred and seventy dollars of my own money to spend on whatever the fuck I want. And if she brings it up, I'm like, hey, remember that thing I replaced downstairs that I didn't call the handyman for? Yeah, I'm I'm making that up on me. Deal with it. Mm. So what? What do you? What? What's? What's on the wish list? I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep a tab. I also fixed a uh, a, a leaky uh, a leaky spout 
somewhere in the basement that was dripping into our wall. It dripped so much that when I went to go fix it, I put my hand against the drywall, and then my hand went through the drywall <laughs> like a big pile of mush. So then I'm going to have to fix that. So yeah, I'm, I'm just racking up the contractor money in my own brain, and I'm going to go, I'm going to buy myself something. Probably a brand new mic that I don't need. Why? Because I, I want it. Say it's definitely a microphone, yeah. judging by the <laughs> He's got something he's been, he's saved on that Amazon wish list <laughs> for a couple months now, and he's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm so most time. He's petting he's petting his screen. I'ma love yeah. you. I'm gonna yeah. take care of you, girl. Alan's not gonna make fun of my computer anymore. Alan's gonna <laughs> wish he had my computer now. Like uh uh she uh Mur's wife wakes up in the middle of the night, she's like, Who who are you talking to? He's like, No, no nothing. He's just looking at it on his phone. <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna talk into you so good. <laughs> doesn't, Bob, doesn't it like a Bob's burger skit? <laughs> Probably. What are you talking to like nothing, 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 nothing. nothing. Oh yeah, I think uh, the turkey for <laughs> yeah, it, the yeah. turkey. Yeah, the the something farms turkey. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, middle class holes. Everyone, Mur Allen Foxman. Actually, uh, I breezed over that. Mur Allen and Foxman. There you go. There I don't do that one a little bit better. Um, I definitely did, I got like three new pairs of golf shoes for this season coming up. This being said, <clears throat> I had to get. I got rid of four. And I had to explain to Sarah, two of these are going to be like five-year deals. They're leather. They're, they're up, quality. Yeah. They're, they're what do you mean? Murr gives me the side eye. Like, no, 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 no. The only reason I gave you the side eye, for some reason, I thought you said golf pants for a second. And then you said leather. And I was like, leather golf pants, yeah, huh? Leather golf pants. Yeah. Huh? I got like All a right, play. Big a, boy. It's like a they're only, a print only browns in August. It's just yeah. the only time you can wear them. Fucking... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what kind of what kind of shoes did you get? Mm, so I got a pair of some sort of like Puma spikeless, okay. a pair of Adidas spikeless, and I got a pair of Jordans. Ooh, okay. Mm. Which Jordans did you get? Uh, the Jordan Twelve Lows. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm on the hunt. I'm looking for a high top golf shoe, and apparently, uh, most golf shoe companies don't think that we're athletes of any capacity <laughs> that need ankle support. Uh, so I'm really struggling. <laughs> fair, fair assessment. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna snap my ankle on that in those in that pair. That's hey, for fucking sure. I gotta tell you something. Like, ever since I started working my job, where like nothing fits because it's just all like I've explained before, just like union made. Like, just they literally just throw it under a fucking sewing machine and then they strap whatever label to it that you requested so like a large is the same as a small and a medium doesn't matter um you should really check out a cobbler i bet that if you bought the exact shoe you wanted and said i want this sole on this shoe they could cobble that motherfucker on there for you yeah it's a that, is art. A, that is a very uh so what they call in the golf world they call sole swaps mm. like like people will buy like nice like designer tennis shoe or something like that and then buy an equally nice designer tennis shoe to have some person cut it in half and put one half on the other half which i feel like i would do but i also don't necessarily want to spend 500 dollars on some golf shoes just to do that (laughs) hey you gotta run that shit buyer remember that's right at your line that's true that's right at the line i I don't know that's that's toting the line (laughs) yeah it's it's close (laughs) <laughs> well, because like I bought that that hat that everybody made fun of me for, Wes, and I spent uh, actually zero dollars because I provide great 
service to the woman at the uh, the the tailoring shop, and she did it for free as a Christmas present for me. But uh, but yeah, you can get. I didn't realize that you can literally have anything you own, like customized to however the fuck you want it if you just go to the right place, yeah. namely Asian women who know how to sew. Yes. Yeah, like uh, as again as a very short guy. Uh, with a little bit of girth to his body, fucking, they don't they don't make a whole lot of thirty eight waist twenty five inseams. That's uh, <laughs> just not a standard size you find on the shelf a lot. Uh, so yeah, I'm familiar with getting my pants hemmed <laughs> forever, basically. <laughs> so yeah, it's you can do it if you if you want your clothes to fit you like a glove, you can do it. It just costs money. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh. <clears throat> So anyway, I got yeah, got the Jordans. They're coming. They're in. Nice. I go get nice. them. You guys want to see them? Yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, I would have already had them teed up. <laughs> I'm wearing my. I sleep with them. I go to work with them. I work out with them. I have sex with them. I shower with them. I mean, God, everything. I mean, fair. That's reasonable. <laughs> the cuckster's like, hey, before you do that, why don't you put those Jordans on? Well, I was about to say, I just don't cuck with them on. I do that. Yeah. Well, you might want to try it. A lot of attraction, I bet. <laughs> it's, I suppose. I feel like I, I can believe I can fly. R. Kelly in the background. Right? Yeah. It's either that or grippy socks. That's a good you get, you, get you in there deep. That's a good sound. Traction. Track. Track. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. If I could fly. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. With, with uh, some sort of golden shower coming through, the uh, sprinkler, sprinkler head coming through. Um, you got to just. Dive and try to insert yourself on a full dive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So tonight, uh, our our bit is this week in class holes history. We typically, because we've gone so deep, we have two to three years worth of stuff. We like to go back to the three year mark or the two year mark. But Murrow was like, "Hey, man, one year ago around this time, we had this magical bit." That spawned from a bit where someone looked at Murr while you were taking a piss. Is that correct? You were taking a pee, and a guy came into the public restroom and was like, "Hey, who, man? What, like, and then he didn't piss, something like that." I have no idea what you're talking about. What I do know that you're talking about is um, when you and Alan revealed that I was pissing incorrectly by unbuckling my belt, undoing but- the button on my pants, and unzipping. And you guys were like, "You don't just pull it through the hole." And I yeah. said, "What the." fuck are you talking about my my point was is that this bit spawned from a bit that happened because you said wow something happened crazy to me this past week where i was in a public restroom and this happened that that's Ah, yes i was in a wawa restroom and the guy just like stared at me and never unzipped his pants and then um i said i told you guys that i had to quickly finish zip button belt and you said you unbutton your pants to take a pee and yeah. I said, yeah, yeah I do, because that's how you pee. And then yeah. you guys corrected me on the on the way in which apparently yeah. a massive hey, amount of the world urinates. Look at how fucking vulnerable you were with your pants half down. Yeah. That guy had various intentions. Uh-huh. He was already halfway there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that guy just got done a cuck session. He's, he, yeah. he's ready for round two. <laughs> All so right. Yes, pants are open without further ado this week in class holes history we take you back one year 365 days roughly guesstimate to you don't un but you you undo your whole entire fly to take a pee have a listen 
I don't know if this is becoming a new thing or coming becoming a new norm or a more normal thing, but uh, I've made the mistake of getting what looked to be just kind of run-of-the-muck boxer briefs with no pee-pee uh, hole, with no hole to pull to the side. It's just a very, like, just almost like a compression short style. What are you shaking your head at? Short? Yeah, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Okay. I got I got two points to make. Alan, do you have anything further? Because I, I have to, there's 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 an educational moment. Don't you read the packaging? Like they, I have, and that's what I'm saying. Like a couple of these have had some very tricky graphic that looks to be the stitching, and it's just stitching. It's not the actual hole that you can pull to the side. And you know, a couple of these I've had to have some some odd moments, especially like playing golf or you know going to a nose game in a men's room. You have to you have to you know, pull the boxer briefs all the way down below the balls to pee. That's no fun. Yeah. Go ahead, Burr. I want to hear this. <laughs> that window that you're speaking of, mm-hmm. it, it yes, it can become a window uh, through through force, but it's not meant for your dick to come out of at all. It's only there to be able to spread. It's simply not sewn so that it has a more flexible way of moving. Yeah. You're not supposed to actually try to window it out. You're not supposed to. I mean, in, mm. in an emergency situation, yeah, sure, go ahead. Find a way to get it through that hole, but that's not what it's for, ever. So what, it, that's, what's the, so that's the He's right, man, and that's how you get twisty balls. Uh, <laughs> and I think you, of all people, know that twisty balls is a dangerous scenario. For, okay. I'm trying to think about urinating in a men's room, okay? You, you don't unbuckle your pants and your top button and the zipper. I mean, that's just unnecessary. It's the fly, and then you pull that aside and pull your dick out, and then that's it. Now, pardon, pardon the pun. Are you yeah. yanking my chain here? What do you mean by yanking your chain? No. I don't want to tell you you've been doing it wrong all for a long, long hold time. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Pause. So, Mur, do you unbutton your, your, like, do you go through, like, zipper, unbutton, unbuckle? And pull down when you pee every time, like in public. Maybe not pull down, like, but no, I don't use like the hole. Like though the hole's use is not specifically for that, and the squiggly line, you know, obviously, fucking isn't a hole. But like, are you expecting me to not use said hole, even though I risk twisty balls every time that I go pee? I find your process, which I've done before in a you know a phantom pee situation, like, but that's a lot more effort. I feel like I gotta jam my hand into the the dark depths of the zipper area and then I gotta go dig it around and I gotta f- fucking finagle that bad boy out and then I feel like I gotta use two fingers to keep that little opening open or I'm gonna guillotine myself. This is wildly intriguing. It the, really the, has. The approaches of, yeah. of men's urinations in public. We're gonna have to uh, take this to a poll on the middle class holes because I mean yeah, I, like, I, I definitely I don't touch my belt buckle no at all alan i gotta go back to you for a second okay so you don't unbuckle the belt so what are you doing you're just hitting the zipper so so i do the same thing Wes does Uh but i will say that here's the difference is because of what you uh had described as you know the potential Mm crisscrossy action so it's gonna sound crazy but when i pull aside i pull aside pretty forcefully enough so that like my my balls and my penis come out, are, are through the hole. So I am very much risking twisty balls. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but that's how I do it. And then I just whoop, they go back on in. Uh, everything just goes back on in together. And then and then we're out of there. 
I have never wanted to watch two friends use the bathroom so much in my life. <laughs> this is... wait, wait, wait till the middle class hosts go to the to an Orioles game. Yeah. It's going to be such a, such a learning adventure. <laughs> I'm going to simply state why I believe you guys are wrong. Because mine is just simply an uh, unleashing, okay? I, I'm undoing things, and I am unleashing. You guys have what is called a technique. <laughs> I can't wait to be in a variety of social situations. And just be like, hey, man. So you guys uh, take your dick hole, dicks out the dick <laughs> hole, or do you unbutton your pants when you go pee? And people are going to be like, uh, what? <laughs> excuse, excuse me? <sighs> All right. So I guess that begs the question, Murr, have you modified your pee taking at all? I have. I 100% have. I have you gentlemen to thank for this. Um, I um, <laughs> My job requires me to be efficient pretty much all hours of the day. And I do have, you know, because of the vehicle that I'm in, and I, this is no secret at this point. I mean, like, look, I'm in a box truck. There is no windows in the back. I have access to the front and I can close this little door. No one's seeing in. And man, I now, this is what I do. I've modified your guys' take. I unzip, leave the belt buckled, and then I reach in. And rather than pull my penis through the hole of the underwear, I actually just reach in and with two fingers, I find the elastic and I pull that down. And then I find myself, and then I pull that through the hole and the outer pant. And then I go, I, I, Alan, but see, here's the thing, though. No twisty balls. You use the ring finger to keep the elastic down, and then you use the uh, middle and forefinger and thumb to aim yourself. And then you use the other hand to go into the receptacle that you're, uh, you're utilizing at the time. And I got to tell you something. One, wildly efficient. I mean, beyond efficient. It's not as comfortable. However, it's a lot less maintenance. Um, I mean, we're talking, I can have my business done in 30 seconds or less and move on with life. And so I do have to say that uh, even though I think you guys are still psychopaths for doing this when you have ample time on your on your leisure, you know, when you're in a Wawa bathroom with a, a black gentleman staring at your penis and, uh, and not going to the bathroom himself, um, yeah, no, I, I feel like you guys definitely helped me modify a part of my life that I'm forever thank, forever thankful for. So thank you. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Alan, did you, did you were you able to decipher this some sort of weird ring finger elastic moving type method? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, 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 yeah. Lost. I'm lost. I think I get where he's coming from. I, I still think this is borderline moronic because like at this point, just pull it through the fucking hole. All right. Like because like. Now, and and I wasn't even worried about twisty balls because, like, yes, twisty balls, you have eliminated that potential risk. But for me, the risk of passing bare shaft and balls area past the zipper, mm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I get a, 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 a zipper rub on, like, the side or something, I'm going to be furious. When I pull it through, I've got, like a like, a like, a cloth cushion zone where the zipper doesn't fucking interfere you get what i'm saying like west you know what i'm talking about right like you know, looks, it's, yeah it's i understand just, but look, it looks like Murr's going to uh give us a demonstration here via yeah, a plastic plastic bag. Bag. Okay. okay yeah okay. i got a plastic bag um now then obviously you have to use a little bit of your imagination here so the plastic bag represents the uh the zipper hold now i've unzipped um for those of you not watching you're fucked um so now i'm reaching through with the whole hand now i'm finding the elastic 
and I'm pulling it down. Now, I'm flipping my fingers up, and I'm pushing the elastic down with these three fingers here. Now, I'm finding myself with these two, and I'm pulling him through here while whilst holding down the elastic with these three fingers. Now, I have this hand free. I have my member in my between my forefinger and my thumb. My yeah. bottom two fingers are holding the elastic down, so there's no guillotine action going on with the uh, the balls of the shaft here. And then I'm going into my receptacle. Bloop, 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 bloop. Oh, we're all done. And now I'm gently putting all of it away, coming out. Oh, elastic's up, and we zip, and we're closed, and we're done, and we're moving on yeah. with life. Yeah, you you oh, just sorry. you just described what I do. I'm sorry. I it just I, I guess I've done it for so long that I didn't understand. Like you like a, my ring finger, and then I do this, and I spread it out, and then there, I I find myself. I don't know. It's just it's just come natural to me for so long that I apologize. My bad. No, yeah, that checks out. Like that's that's the same maneuver. If like you're peeing in some gym shorts, it's the same thing. You just have the, you just have a belt. You just have a belt that's that's restricting you right at the moment at that time. So it's the same fucking maneuver. If I, if I have gym shorts, then I'm just pulling them down ever so slightly to keep. No, but like I would think like the hand maneuver is exactly the same because I don't use both hands to pull my gym shorts down to go pee, and I don't pull them all the way down because I'm not a fucking five year old. Like, like so, yeah, it's just a. Holding it, let it go. It's all back inside. You get like I, I think the motion's exactly the same. I still am a little concerned about zipper fucking touching, but I'm telling you, man. Um, you know, if you want, if you want a live demonstration, I'm, I'm available all week long. Uh, you can yeah. find me on the streets. I bought. A, I'm actually in a, into a new boxer brand, which I'm very happy with, uh, and it, it very much facilitates my method of urine. Uh, That's fine. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm a boxer brief guy. Um, yeah, I can't go to the boxers. I have a, um, a massive yeah. hemorrhoid problem that I'm I'm suffering from, and the the boxers yeah. tend to keep everything in line and yeah. nice and tight. No. So yeah. yeah, boxer boxer briefs. Yeah, I don't yeah. like. Sorry, I don't wear boxers. What's the What's the boxer brief brand that's made a big push in the last like three or four years? Like, uh, like lumber, <clears throat> like it's almost like the guy's a lumberjack. Oh, the Duluth yeah. Trading Company. Duluth Trading Company. That's it. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if those are worth a piss. They're su- uh, they, they are superior, however, um, they're expensive. Like, I mean, yeah. if you want, like, if you've got that one day a week where you're like, man, I'm roofing today. I need yeah. something that ain't crawling up. Then you're going to yeah. want yourself some Duluth Traders. But if if you're just a normal guy, like, you ain't spending 30 bucks on a pair of underwear. Yeah, that's what I had. Because I, when I was doing some research into into new this new boxer brief brand, uh, I had looked at those. And that they were a little pricey. And it was, like, I think they were just all, like, kind of synthetic-y. You know what I mean? I was trying to get away from that. Like I had like I had a stable of Under Armour boxer briefs for the longest time, and I definitely realized at that point that I don't like wearing Under Armour's boxer briefs. Like you know, like like that material didn't do it for me. I needed like a cotton, uh, and that's what I yeah. So I'm on uh, check out Sax. It's like two X's I think S A X X maybe three X. I don't what, fucking know. What a brand name. That's a that's wild. Sax. Yeah, Sax. Right, but top notch stuff. I, I'm swearing by them at the moment, and they're not too pricey. Oh, I've got several underwear brands for you. Uh, I, Hanes makes a really great boxer brief. Hanes in a while. Uh, because they make some where right around the leg hole area, they actually make a non-stretchable fabric. So that fabric doesn't stretch out throughout the day, so they don't ride up. So That's they stay nice. nice and firm against your thighs. I, I had good luck. They don't make them anymore, and I haven't been able to find them. But I had good luck a few years ago with fucking the Levi's. Mm. Levi brand boxer briefs made some good ones. Solid. 
Hey, man. They're like the Hyundai of fucking underwear. And as Wes has uh, proven to us that Hyundai is a solid brand, just got a bad hey, name. We ago. drive Hyundais. We drive Hyundais over in this house. Yeah. I mean, we don't buy the little ones, but yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think I saw you on the highway the other day, too, because I think you're the only person in and around the Federal Hill area that owns that vehicle. <laughs> I just assume when I see one on 95 right there, I'm like, oh, it's Wes. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably just pissed off at other drivers. Make sure you you did, I couldn't really see, but you did look like an angry white guy. So I just really assumed it was you, but I didn't get a good glimpse of you. And it probably well, well the bad news is only angry white guys drive the Hyundai Velociraptor. <laughs> Hyundai Velociraptor? You're going to cut me off? You're going to cut? I bet you are, you son of a bitch. Get you a kid. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, Turbo. <laughs> I need some coffee. I need some coffee. I need some coffee. It's, it's that electric blue. It <laughs> really brings out the heat in them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm like a boy gender reveal party driving around all the time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, fuck this shit. All right, Merwell, we're glad we uh, renovated and and reju- rejuvenated your pissing method and your boxer briefs. Now hit us up with some knowledge. All right, it is officially time for your fun fact Friday, brought to you by our good friends over at the stupid, unnecessary scientific group known as the Shin Splints Recovery Group. You can find them on Facebook, but also brought to you by our new friends over at Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth. If you've ever looked at the globe and thought bullshit, cabal conspiracy, the Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth is the brand new science group for you. Let's get to it. Here's some amazing facts. Did you know the poke bogey is 19th century slang for tricking someone? No one's quite sure where the phrase came from, but it could have its roots in the words for ghosts, bogey, as in bogeyman, and poke, which may relate to an old English word for spirit. Now, I just recently learned that it's not the boogeyman, like I'm picking my nose and got a boogie. It's bogeyman. And apparently that is the old term for uh, spirits and ghosts. Hmm. Has nothing to do with uh, one over par every time you play golf, yeah? Oh, that's what they call me, the bogeyman, baby. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) One over all the time. Clean, just a clean 18 over par. <laughs> I would like us, by the way, I, I just seriously would like us to add this to our vocabulary. Every time someone gets us over, gets one over on us, I'd like, well, you just pulled the poke bogey on us. Oh, boy. And just, poke bogey. Yeah. So if we could all please use poke bogey at least at one point in the next month, I would, I would fully appreciate it. Yeah. I think, I mean, listen, man, this is sociology experiment 101. You throw out a term like this, I learned something. Let me see, you know, what's the litmus test? Let me throw this in the group setting. Hey, poke bogey me. Oh, look at you. Goddamn swindler. Wait, wait, so backtrack b- before you said swindler. Yep. Poke bo- no, poke bogey? Poke yeah. bogey. Yeah. Poke bogey. And, just, and when they say, what does that mean? Say, look it up. Cause right. Because apparently you, you can't. You two have said long, like the, Years ago, I mean, Chris, this is like we could do a whole nother this week in class holes history. Lean into it, right? Hundred percent. Pull the old poke bogey on somebody. Yeah, yeah. go poke bogeying around this weekend. <laughs> Did you know? 
used that right that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some sort of like weird cucking thing now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do when the cuckster pokes your bogey? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Did you know Oliver Stone is credited as one of the writers on 1982's Conan the Barbarian, along with director John Millis, um, Stone's original script didn't resemble the sword and sorcery roots of the character at all, though. Instead, it was first proposed as a 12-part saga that involved a post-apocalyptic Earth littered with armies of pig mutants. Damn, did not know that. How do you how do you go from A to B? I don't know. <laughs> you submit the script. Someone reads that. And be like, mm, you know, this is really good. We're gonna make a few revisions. <laughs> <laughs> you cool with that? Yeah, whatever, man. Well, poke, by the way, poke poke it up. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened with Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd wrote this script, but it had to do with a single family living in a haunted house, and somehow through multiple revisions and multiple script changes. It turned into the movie that we've all revered and loved. And he was just like, okay, uh, whatever you, yeah, I just want to make a movie. So whatever you want to do. But so Dan Aykroyd's credit is writing Ghostbusters. But whatever the fuck Dan Aykroyd wrote is not what we see today. Ghosts. That was it. (laughs) Yes. All right. We're going to extract the favorite things that we like from your script, okay? The favorites, the highlights, and then we're going to create what we think is good. All right. What do you like from mine? Ghosts. Yeah. What else? Hey. Oh, nothing else. Just ghosts. <laughs> Just the ghosts. <laughs> Look, we're gonna get rid of the family, the house, them living in it. Uh, but we're gonna keep the ghosts. The ghosts oh. definitely staying. So we'll, cool. the <laughs> we'll give you Rick Moranis as well. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what. What if we keep the ghosts, but the family is a ragtag bunch of comedians that live in New York City? What do you say? <laughs> are they are they related? Not at all. Nope, not in the slightest. And they have one black guy. <laughs> he's hard up for a job. Sorry, he's really hard up for a job. They're probably just going to send him in to die by a ghost if this is a horror movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you know? Oh, boy. There's a word in here. There's two words in here I'm not going to be able to pronounce, but I'm going to give them my damnedest. Nice. The have a Supai village in Supai at the bottom of the Grand Canyon is the only place in the U.S. where mail is still delivered by mule. Oh, I have heard this before. I saw it on like a TV show. Yeah. Have, straight, straight up, have a have a soup pie, yeah. Yeah, have, have a soup pie. Have, you know what? And if you like it, you have too. <laughs> I would love to have that job. By the way, I would, yeah. that would make my goddamn day. Because they have these fucking sweet-ass waterfalls that they fucking gatekeep, which, fair, fair play. We've taken everything else, basically, land-wise. So, uh, yeah, they're good for them. They, at least they get mail. Yeah, but you know what aggravates me as someone in the business, if you will, is that they all make the same amount of money. Like, no matter where you go, you make the same amount of money, like, contractually. Yeah. So, like, if you live in San Diego, like, you make the same money you make in fucking, like, Boston, like oh. where you're fighting the fucking winter for basically almost nine months a year. And yeah. in San Diego, it's like, ooh, I'm going to go take a stroll by the beach and drop these packages off at the doorsteps. Yeah. Also, 
cost of living's different in those two places. <laughs> yeah, yes, it like, sure is. The mailman could be living good in like Arkansas, but really struggling in fucking New York. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but and then the mule guy. Now, I I mean, I imagine that's a rural carrier and all. Um, yeah. But do, do they have to take care of their mules? Are these government issue mules? My question really is: Are there mules taken care of the same way yeah. my vehicle's taken like, care of? Do you think they do a walk around and like they kick the mules' legs and shit, and they're like, <laughs> "Hey, that's gonna that'll, that'll hang on through the day. I think I'll make it down the Grand Canyon. Let's get out. Let's get going." If the mule breaks down, do you think their boss is like, "Do you think you can finish the uh, the route? Do you think you could cut all its legs off and roll on it? Just <laughs> do you think is that gonna work? <laughs> did you take? Did you bring your spelunking gear today? Because yeah. we really need you back by three o'clock. Did you bring your tourniquet? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I would probably like if I was the donkey mail guy, they're the mule mail guy. I'd probably want to take care of my mule. Hmm. I don't think I trust a just a a government issued and maintained mule. That seems dangerous, right? I feel like that's the only thing the government's good at maintaining is mules. Well, well, that's touche. <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> That's what you did there. That's Wait, good. <laughs> I thought you said these uh, these goddamn cars that you drive were made by what did you say? Uh, Northrop Grumman. Northrop Grumman from the eighties. That they're fucking these things are tanks. Yes, they, they should. Uh, they they should repurpose these things for some sort of scout mission in Iraq. World renowned auto manufacturer, Northrop Grumman. They they should, uh-huh. but I'm telling you, if a if a if Northrop Grumman started pumping out 2023 versions, brand new. I mean, with the materials that we have today and the, 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 the technology that we have today, you got yourself a fucking fine vehicle that I would be proud to drive. It, but mules, I, I guarantee there's like a Grand Canyon mule male bloodline that's like the best goddamn mules on the universe. Like These are probably the best mules that have ever existed. Like whoever's riding these mules is probably riding a vehicle that's comparable to the vehicle that I'm riding right now. Like they probably get the same miles per gallon. They probably like those mules don't break down. Is my point. It's a good, good point. goddamn mules. That's a good point. Good goddamn mules. No, man, show them that. Don't, don't, show, show don't kill them. <laughs> Did you know every single baseball used by Major League Baseball, around two hundred forty thousand per season, is broken in first with mud found on the banks of a tributary of the Delaware River in New Jersey. This makes them less slippery. The exact location of the muck isn't known to fans. It's likely uh, only known to Jim Bentflit, the farmer of the magic mud, and uh, some of his close friends and family. They're the only ones that know where it is. Now, I've seen a documentary about the, the MLB mud. I knew they used special mud. But isn't that amazing, though? In, the, in this era that we live in, that there is still a secret. Yeah, I do. I, so I did know that. Uh, and it, the, the big wives' tale was is that they still use Mississippi mud. They used to. They don't use it anymore. Now it's Del- Delaware River mud, uh, <clears throat> which a lot of Delawareans like, oh, oh, look at that. And like, well, you know, that goddamn river runs clear <laughs> up in New Jersey. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, no, that's wild. Yeah, that they the the exact location of the mud is, you know, undisclosed. You're right. It's like an Area 51 of river mud that's rubbed on all these baseballs. Like, isn't there just like some yeah, like... Jeff Goldblum's rubbing it in. Like, oh, look at that. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, professional mud massager. 
That's what I want to be. I want to. I want to hang out. Hang out with homeboy. Like here's here's a, here's a bucket of mud. I want you to rub these balls. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You got it, Jerry. I'm a, I'm an amateur ball rubber, but I guarantee you, you give me a couple weeks, I'll be a professional ball rubber. This this has a Tom Green skit written all over it. Oh, he yes. should have he should have been in fucking the Delaware River, knee deep. Be like, how do we rub your balls? You rub your balls like this, counterclockwise, clockwise. I'm sorry, I'm Canadian. I do it backwards. Centimeters? What's the metric system? I've got. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to rub that mud in good. <laughs> you can throw this thing how many kilometers per hour? What? Kilometers per hour. <laughs> yeah, you like that? You like that? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and finally, did you know one of the most important parts of preparing for Passover is cleaning the house of even the tiniest bit of schmitz? or leavened food. Jews can spend weeks ensuring that their house is perfectly clean, and there are even professional Schmetz cleaning services that say they'll... What's that? Schmetz. Yeah, I know. Sorry. (laughs) Well, the the Schmetz, they make sure their balls are rubbed before Passover, you know? Uh, There are even professional Schmetz cleaning services that say they'll boil toys, break down and reassemble kitchen chairs, flip mattresses, and examine prayer books to make sure there is no Schmetz. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't what, know. So what is Schmetz? I didn't I, know. That, 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 well, that's what, that was my question to y'all, was if Schmetz is unleavened food, why are they disassembling and reassembling kitchen chairs and flipping mattresses? Is it? I mean, is it like there might be some... You maybe some crumbs, some leftover schmetz yeah. from, and then they they're they're being real proficient on this. I mean, what's the deal? Do, do what's the deal with that? Eat like uh, the Cookie Monster and fucking Baldar Conehead, and this schmetz gets everywhere. I wish we had a Jewish friend, but we don't. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they can't. They're not. They're not allowed to own, eat, or benefit from Shemets during Passover, so that's probably why. Like, it can't be in the house. Yeah, I know, so but I, I, I get like, that. But I mean, like a like, murder scene, clean, you know? Yeah, but isn't that like a isn't that like a like a like a rich Jewish flex to be like, I'm gonna hire the Shemets guy to come in here and de Shemets the house. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, do, do, do the lay person, the lay Jewish people have to clean the schmetz up themselves? And then, <clears throat> I mean, you can't be absolutely certain that all the schmetz is gone because you're not exactly a professional schmetz cleaner. Or, but I, God, I, I feel, I feel, we, I feel schmetzy saying this. Yeah, exactly. And I love the word schmetz. And I love that, that like, all the Jewish words that, like, we semi-mock in a way. Like all mean, like they sound exactly how they mean. Like schmetz sounds like <laughs> schmetz sounds like schmutz, and schmutz sounds like shit you shouldn't have around your fucking house, and it sounds like shit you should clean up. Yeah, get rid of the schmetz. I don't want schmetz in my house. My house is so fucking schmetzy right now. Jesus, Christ. schmetz free. Can smell it. What? It's crazy. This is this is so fascinating. 
I'm, re- I'm reading about Schmetz on Wikipedia. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll share the Schmetz. Well, there's a three-step process to removal of Schmetz, right? In addition to the biblical prohibition of owning Schmetz, there's also a positive command to remove it from one's So, so you step one is some word that I can't pronounce in uh, Yiddish, I presume. So you destroy one Schmetz. All appropriate methods like burning uh, or destruction of destruction are included in this category. On the night preceding the 14th of Nissan, the formal something Schmetz is conducted by candle. Oh, this is burn the burn in the Schmetz uh, is conducted by candlelight, obviously. Uh, and then the next day. Uh, you, somebody basically just says a fucking passage in Aramaic and all of the Schmetz that's still around is now considered ownerless as the dust of the earth. Nice. Yeah. And then the third step is selling one Schmetz, which sounds Jewish. Uh, until five twelfths of the way through Passover Eve, one may sell or give one Schmetz to a non-Jew and it is no longer one's responsible. Well, I don't want your Schmetz, you fucking... <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that? Can you admit the arrogance of that? Like, hey, man, do you want my Schmetz? And, and you know, <clears throat> presumably either. <laughs> listen, I'm not going to call myself Catholic, but a normal white dude like myself, like, beg your pardon? Yeah, my Schmetz. What is? What did you fucking wipe your hand under your ass crack and throw it into a goddamn container? What are you talking about? And then, lo and behold, yeah, what did they, they're they're selling food bits to people? Yeah, I'm not really sure like what it all. I guess it does. It, it is food bits technically. I guess it could be uh, one who keeps the sold schmetz in a household may seal it away so that it will not be visible during the holiday. Uh, what do you mean? So you sell it, but you keep it? That doesn't even make fucking sense. Uh, oh, and then after the holiday, the non-Jew generally sells the schmetz back to the original owners. Via the agent. There's an agent involved? Guys, we need a Jew. <laughs> hey, Jew friends, please no. write us, because we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about at this point. Murr, take note. Consolidate this. Make a 30-second bit. We're going to put it out on all social media platforms. I'm going to hashtag <laughs> the living fuck out of this. Like, Help us. Help please. us. We, enlighten us. We, we are yeah. dumb people. Enlighten us. Yeah. Especially the selling and reselling part. Very, yeah. very intrigued. <laughs> like a bunch of bullschmetz to me. Bullschmetz. <laughs> Schmetz us and then sprinkle it with a little bit of schmitz. <laughs> and that, my friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. <sighs> wonderful, wonderful schmetzful. All right, Alan, tell, the, uh, tell all the schmetz lovers and people who don't know what schmetz is. Uh, who are hoping to understand what Schmetz might be, where you can find. Look, you can dispose of all of your leavened products at, at your favorite social media platforms. You can follow us at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And for your ear holes, please check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That's right. All right. Tonight, no, unfortunately, no social media uh comments but we're gonna leave you on a little bit of uh for before you go uh three animal stories you guys can pick and choose which one you want to talk about a la carte style there's one where there's a goddamn seal that's the size of a buick just rolling up on a mexican beach uh in hopes of a meal and i'm telling you this thing is like a manatee a walrus this goddamn thing is probably two thousand pounds we're talking about all three of them, so you okay. might as well start right. with this fucking bull elephant. Well, 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 let me let me get through them. A a a, uh, a zebra who bit who bit a man's arm off. 
All right. He didn't bite a man's arm. He didn't nibble a part of his fucking bicep off or his tricep off. A zebra in Ohio, God knows where the fuck this place was, bites the arm and rips it off. And then this dipshit motherfucker, they didn't show, uh, actually disclose the location, decides a uh, <clears throat> alligator on a footpath is in its way. He tries to stomp it out of his way. Doesn't move, so therefore he tries to stab it in its head, and then the alligator bites his fucking wrist. All right. Have at it, guys. Okay. Uh, Alan, where would you like to start? Let's go from um, least intrusive to uh, most medical emergency. Okay. Uh, what was the least intrusive, you said? I think, I think, I think bull elephant seal is probably the, the, the least yeah. damaging. So let's start there, Wes. Yeah, because you can, you can run from an elephant seal. Or can you? Well, it'll get tired eventually. It can only move its large body so fast for so long. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't necessarily think. Like, I just think it was just uh, ridiculous that like a two thousand pound animal just breached the goddamn beach on Mexico to a few unbeknownst families who were enjoying themselves on a picnic, and they're like, "Whoa!" And all of a sudden, a Buick Skylark is like up on the beach that is flopping around like now it didn't attack anyone. Didn't, you know, do anything. Didn't bite anybody's arm off, but (laughs) could have, I guess I've seen, I've seen YouTube videos of these things making their way to the streets and they will literally just like rear up on their tail and just slam themselves into automobiles and fuck shit up. And see, that is the, that's the danger in these things. Is you're like, oh, they're slow. They can't do anything. Well, yeah. Well, once they creep and crawl within, like, a gut-smashing range, you're a dead man or child or woman. So anytime a 2,000-pound creature breaches itself onto the fucking, out of the ocean, go the other direction immediately and quickly. That's yeah. my advice. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but like something about looking at these pictures of them makes me not scared of them at all. Exactly. That's their camouflage. That's that their, is, yeah. That's their, definitely their problem. At 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 at, uh, at Cadillac size, they're kind of cute. <laughs> no, like I feel like I don't know. You like jump on the back of them or something, and he's got what's he doing? Reaching back? No. Like you know what I mean? What's he biting you? He barely has a fucking mouth. It's just got a fucking like. <laughs> fucking half trunk flap over its fucking face hole like yeah. covering up like 10 inches of fucking ivory that will pierce your soul i don't think i don't think it has there it's not a walrus you know what i'm saying like if it had those i'd be like all right that's look at the gore weapon it has attached <laughs> to its head but it doesn't have that it's just a big fucking fat seal it's all it is end of the day i saw the video that Wes had attached to the actual like news oh, yeah. story, and like this Hispanic family is just like, oh, in their own language, look at that, and then they're like, oh shit, look at that, because it comes a little bit closer. Yes, yeah. your three year old will die in point zero yeah. five seconds once he flops his like thousand pound gut upon you. Yeah. So yeah, it, that breaches the ocean. Leave. That's when you just need to feed it the Dorito. Uh, point side down. That's right. <laughs> it's also probably definitely illegal to like interact with it. So like, you know what I mean? It's probably like a protected species or some shit. So you would you would get in like mad trouble for trying to fucking I don't know not kill it because you can't. Hmm. I don't know, man. Just beat it up. Yeah. Just body it. Just keep body shots. You know I mean? Just get a couple of your homeboys. Roll up with a few 
uh, I don't know, adrifted beach wood things that have rolled up on the beach and fucking bash that thing into oblivion. And bash it for like three hours straight. (laughs) (laughs) Continue bashing until it stops moving. All right, I'd say number two, I say let's go with, um, oh, let's go with, uh, let's go with alligator, alligator stabbing. Yeah, so moron, uh, like, I, I don't even know if these guys were walking down the path. It makes sense if you look at the video, and by the way, you can find this on Twitter. Uh, the guy's just like, like tries to stomp, not at the alligator, but in its general direction to get it to move. Alligator doesn't move. And, you know, the logical next step is let me get my buck knife out and stab it through its fucking head. Uh, I don't I don't know if he hit it. You can't really tell. It's it's a bit grainy. But what isn't grainy is this thing fucking latches onto the homeboy's wrist. Listen, he grabbed his right wrist. I'm assuming he's a righty. He's jerking off with his left hand for minimum <laughs> next six months. Yeah, I've seen videos of alligators and crocodiles with with knives sticking out of their heads, and they're fine. So if you think plunging a dagger through any kind of reptile of that nature is going to do anything to it, you're wrong. Yeah, this guy gets what he deserves. It's rare that I root for the animal, but yeah. I root for the, this animal wins, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, like I like I've seen naked and afraid guys kill some fucking alligators before, but like they have like you know a fucking Bowie knife and they know where to fucking stab this this alligator. Right, you, you you get it from behind. Uh, yeah. They're warm blooded, so they don't have a lot of energy out of water. Yeah, you, you, you wrangle them, then you you jump on top of them and you pierce it through the back. Right. No, this guy tried to stab it like your yeah, he aunt from facing. Like your aunt who has no knife skills and you're like, Hey, aunt Lisa fucking cut open the French bread. Yeah. Like that's, that's what this dude looked like. Yeah. Like I I liken it to like, have y'all got a knife friend? Like a guy that's just got a knife on him at all times. And he like eats apples, fucking (laughs) weird shit with his pocket knife. And you're like, why dude, why, who are you? Uh, that's the vibe I got. Like I know who in my friend group that is. Uh, he's one of our fraternity brothers as well. And like, I mean, he'd be like, "Yeah, I got that," and then he gets his wrist blown up. You think you he know would, what I mean? Yeah, I got that alligator. Yeah, he's like, "I got that with this knife," and I'm like, "No, you don't. Stop playing. Why are you doing that? You keep me slicing yeah. apples with your pocket knife." Yeah, like, but I have a feeling you'd be like, "Yeah, man, you got that." Oh, I, I mean, in real, in realistic times, yes, I would be like, "Yeah, do that. Go. What do you, what do you being a pussy for? Go, go, go get it." I mean, this guy. <laughs> That thing is like uh, that's it's. I mean, it's not big. It's what seven it's feet. Not huge, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a small thing. But listen, he clamps down on his shit with reckless. He he, he has full cucking a tent. That goes like, like he he is cucked down on that motherfucker's yes. wrist. That that alligator was trying to breed that man's wife. One hundred and ten. Like like well, no, I was looking at it too, and it's like. That's not a delicate air. Like that's not an easy area to repair. There's like severe ligament damage in that wrist. Like that guy's gonna never. Like he's not gonna be able to like hold cups, fucking for the rest of his life and shit. Because <laughs> he decided he was gonna try to stab a fucking crocodile with a fucking butter knife. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's not gonna be able to hold cups, but he can hold cucks. He can hold cucks. <laughs> Cuck parties. <laughs> Left handed. Uh, only <laughs> left-handed cuck parties i think is the name of this episode and yeah. finally yep. the uh zebra bites man's arm off 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't read too much into it outside of the fact that they it was a it, was, <clears throat> it looked to be some sort of like preserve in Ohio. I uh, don't know if this guy was a wrangler or just a passer through or a hiker, but yeah, zebra bit down. It, they they reported it as a bite. So when the ER showed up, they were like, "Okay, yeah, we got a, We got an animal attack. We know it's a zebra. They've identified it as a zebra." And then, sure enough, no, it wasn't just a, a bite. It was a appendage gone, an amputation. Yeah, more or less. Damn, they killed that fucking thing too. That's fun. That's wild. Well, no shit. You gotta God, kill that motherfucker. Yeah, but like those zebras, a little something, something. Yeah, but reading this, like, they didn't kill it. Like, they didn't, like, take it and were like, well, we gotta put it down. Fucking, it was basically the equivalent of, like, somebody charging at a cop and they were just like, ah, boom, 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 and just put the fucking zebra down. Which is fair, I guess. It just bit somebody's arm off. So I just thought it was interesting. Like, you know, normally you do that, like, take it to a shelter, put it down. At least with dogs. But, yeah, I guess you gotta shoot a zebra. Well, yeah, and there's a reason we don't ride zebras. Like, yeah, you know, like the horse is like the dog of that the the what's what's the opposite of the bovine equine. family? Equine. Whatever the fuck, equine family. Yeah, like like the horse is the dog of the equine family, and like zebras, they're in that family, but they don't fuck around. They're like, you ain't putting that shit on me. You ain't riding me, motherfucker. Like they are wild, and a horse, as wild as a horse can be, can be tamed. Zebras don't give a fuck. So imagine the zebra that you could pet that won't let you ride it, but then imagine the zebra that's like, you ain't coming close to me, motherfucker. I, I don't know how much bite force a zebra has, but apparently it's more than the forearm can handle. Yeah. They're not sharp, really, but they are. They are big. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, zebra bite force. Because that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, yeah, you got to... Was it like a tiny human man? Uh, like how? Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a feat of strength yeah. for to bite. Like you got to bite. There's bone you got to get through. It's not like it's a fucking meat eater. Like you know, if you were like a shark, bit a guy's arm. Okay, well that checks out. Well, and like you said, like flat. It's like all the teeth yeah. are molars. They're not yeah. like they're not like they're not like like incisors or like your your front teeth where like they're sharp. Yeah. They're they're, they're all. You look like Matt Damon is fucking. There's something about Mary, but more. (laughs) Well, their kicks force is fucking preposterous. Uh, uh, Zebra bite force. (laughs) PSI. Let's do this. This isn't even something anybody's ever studied because they're like, well, who's going to get their arm bit off by a zebra? (laughs) In Ohio, nonetheless. In Ohio, yeah, right? Uh,. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well I got, so I got a buddy named Jimmy. You should talk to him. <laughs> I don't know why it's not telling me the fucking the bite force, but it's telling me that it can kick with three thousand pounds of force. So I'm gonna assume that that bite's probably fucking somewhere up there too. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, All right, I, Wes, I, you were fascinated I, by this, obviously, and rightfully so. So yeah. what's your what's your take on the zebra biting the man's arm off? Well, see, listen, I, I grew up with a guy who was a couple of years older than me in a neighboring town, played soccer with him, who had his lip bit off by a horse. Not mm. bad, but like a chunk. And you could see like, they had done some plastic surgery and things like that. 
And I don't know, we have talked about animal attacks ad nauseum on this show. So when I came across this, I thought, <laughs> it was, it's like, ah, it's got to be a, like a little bit of a, a, a bait, a bait click type thing. Maybe this guy's got like, you know, a chunk of his forearm and reading into it. It was like, no, wow, this, uh, this crazy bastard bit the fucking tire guy's arm off. Unbelievable. And yeah, what my take is, is that uh, people should stop trying to stab fucking alligators and stop trying to fucking pet zebras in Ohio or Zimbabwe. You know, let them be. I was going to say, just maybe not take zebras to Ohio is probably a solid start. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's get them out. Let's get them out of Ohio. Let's move them to Kentucky, somewhere where they're safe. (laughs) What, what, uh, like, look. What we should have learned from Harambe is that fucking exotic animals are not safe in the state of Ohio. Okay, so you just gotta move. You gotta put them somewhere a little bit, a little bit safer. You gotta get those zebras to the Grand Canyon where they can deliver mail efficiently. Yeah, <laughs> rage mules. Like, yeah. Imagine how fast. Imagine how fast that mail's getting down the mountain. That's right. You think like the the good people of Buffalo, New York, need their mail delivered in a, in a timely and mannerly fashion. And what better way than zebra? <laughs> what can zebra do it's for wild, you? Bro. Uh, all right. Any parting words from you guys? All right. Cucking. Uh, pulling. We got a new way of uh, pull, pulling our dick through our boxer hole. Uh, uh, oh, I can uh, I can do a quick update on Kansas City fan. That's right. Holy yeah. folks. Hold on. I got to give you news update. News update. Was That's that right. hard copy? Was that hard copy? Like the, you know, was, the, yeah. type, the typewriter thing that like, like, came across the, the screen? It was more like uh, the M- MTV News. Yeah. I got you. With Kurt Loader. Yeah, Kurt Loader. Is that guy still alive? Fucking barely. We should look into that. But anyway. Yes, I brought it up. So, if you guys remember, we did a uh, a bit about, or we did a story, I covered a story about a, a, a Kansas City Chiefs fan who uh, made a name for himself dressing up in a, in a wolf costume and doing all sorts of crazy things and dropping all sorts of crazy bets on, on his beloved Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, well, last time we talked about him, we were talking about how he was going to miss a very important playoff game, what, an AFC Championship game maybe, because he had gotten arrested robbing a bank in like Oklahoma or some shit, completely out of state. So fast forward, I come across this article this week that says our friend, the Kansas city wolf fan is fucking has jumped bail. He was on house arrest in Oklahoma. He had not been able to leave the state. He'd been, he'd been cooperating. He'd been checking in with his PO, but the rumor has it is that he put a hundred grand on the chief's, and Mahomes for MVP or so, uh, something. Uh, he put a hundred. He he put a hundred grand on them to do something, and he hit. And so he hasn't collected. And so the theory is, is this motherfucker is going to collect, which is dumb. But according to authorities, he didn't check in. He missed his court date, and then they found his ankle bracelet in the forest, just thrown in the woods with the band cut. And my man is straight up on the run. So Kansas City Chiefs fans, you have a fellow Kansas City Chiefs fan trying to collect buku bucks, but he's definitely fucking going to jail. <laughs> so if you see him, let us know. Well, you know what, though? If he used an illegal bookie, that illegal bookie ain't going to turn him in, and that illegal bookie is going to probably give him his money, and he's probably on his way to Mexico. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Yeah, These guys like that, they don't put $100,000 on a fucking, like, Super Bowl MVP winner <laughs> with some yeah. reputable service. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't put that down at Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah. <laughs> no. with, your marked, with your marked bills from your stolen bank money. Yeah, it was, it's definitely fucking, like, Johnny Two-Shoes who fucking owns the Italian eatery in downtown Kansas City. Fucking also takes books, takes bets off the books. <laughs> this is some wild shit, though, because, like... <clears throat> You don't really hear too many stories these days about guys getting away, getting away with bank robbery like this. You know, mm-hmm. split, splitting bail and, and now gone. I mean, it, it happens, but it's not you know, it's few and far between. Yeah, and like I mean, remember we like nobody know this guy's like he doesn't have a job. He's pretty much like na- he's like this nameless, weird fucking just person who showed up to Kansas City Chiefs games. And started to create a, a name for himself as this persona, but also was double dealing on the side, for, presumably in his wolf fucking costume, Robin Banks. This is wild, man. But yeah, I thought you guys like to know that he's Hell on, the- yeah. and he's on the loose. This is like an unsolved mystery. Who was the uh, unsolved mysteries host? Uh, who was that guy? He oh, was, fuck. He was, a, he was an airplane. Murr's mind is like racing. Yeah, right. because he, he talked He talked like this. Yeah. Imagine now there's a man who dresses in a wolf costume. He <laughs> robbed four banks in the local Missouri area. And now he's on the run. He's Identity, on. unknown. Chiefs fan, yes. Fan of the law, absolutely not. Is, that, uh, is this Ding-ding. the same one? Or at the end, he's like, America, we need your help. <laughs> no, that was the guy. That was the guy whose kid was killed, and that was uh, unsolved. That was uh, I know who you're talking. The other guy, the dark haired yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Uh, the guy who yeah. actually was doing good based on a tragedy. <laughs> uh, unsolved mysteries. His name was Robert Stack. Yep. Robert Stack. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's what awesome. his name was. And uh, I didn't use. I would say if if it's not unsolved mysteries for me, it's airplane all the time. <laughs> fair <laughs> uh, i like it makes but sense yeah. well chiefs of holic hey anyone's got a hot lead let us know let us, yeah, know. Let us know. tell yep. them tell them to put a bet down for us mm-hmm. see what happens <laughs> yeah let's see you think you guys think he's in mexico or headed if he got if he got his black market cash like mer said he's gone i would say if you're going to try to find him you should follow every furry convention in the the Midwest South and see, cause he, if I were him, I would go to every furry convention that led me to like the Mexican border. And then I would take a run for it. Dress in my wolf costume. Oh, you go to the furry convention to hide, to blend in or just because no, you go to the, well, both. I mean, obviously you go to cuck a little bit and then yeah, you, nice. uh, and then nobody knows who you are cause you're in the wolf costume. And then once you get really close to the border, that's when you drop it all and you you, you race across because the Mexicans don't really check you on the way to Mexico. And then you've got your, you know, hundreds of thousands of possibly like a million dollars in Super Bowl winnings that you can just live off for the rest of your life and not behind bars, which yeah. I actually respect. I don't respect his actions, but I respect his conclusion. Yeah, I need to leave and live <laughs> outside of the long arm of the law. Yeah. Good for him. Good job, Chief Saholic. Yeah. 
things might get worse when you go to jail. But <laughs> by the way, this movie this movie ends when the Chiefs play like their annual like Mexico game against like like right. the, the Cowboys exactly in Mexico right. City, and there's some yeah. FDA agents that show up to the game. We're like, there's a Chief Holic. Yep, sitting no, on the fifty yard line. It's gonna be like Chiefs Chiefs Dallas fucking at Azteca. And then they're gonna fucking F, the F, the federales and the ATF are gonna fucking run that guy down. <laughs> he couldn't help. Great. He's gonna wear his goddamn wolf outfit, right? Can't just can't go in his own persona. Got to got to wear that shit. Yeah. Got to wear the wolf outfit. <sighs> well, thank you for that update, <clears throat> folks. Yeah. All right, uh, I don't know what else to say other than um, appreciate it. We will talk to you next time. My mom, come on. Yeah. Where? 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 Where?